we do things that negatively affect some species, but we can also do some things that help species survive, and they in return can help us. I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. I'm traveling to every county in the state finding stories about food, agriculture, and the people that make both possible. This summer, I made a few trips to a little organic farm outside of Watsonville. I went for the birds. Maybe you're one of the people who started noticing birds more during the pandemic. A lot of us spent time in our yards or looking out windows, seeing these creatures in a new way. And even though we're noticing them more, there are fewer birds now than there were 50 years ago. So when I found out about these farmers who are helping birds and some new research that shows how those birds are helping farmers, I had to learn more. I'm having a little trouble finding blue heron farms outside of Watsonville. I'm a little turned around, but then I see them, small wooden boxes every few feet apart on fence posts, looking like lanterns surrounding the farm, and I know I'm in the right place. I'm meeting up with farmer Dennis Tamura, not to talk about the organic crops he's growing, but to talk about what's in those boxes, baby birds. There's a, there's a bird right there. It's coming out of that box. <laughs> See? A fluffy bird with a comically large yellow mouth peeks out of a hole in the box. As soon as the parents come by, you'll see that their mouth is always wide open. Hey, come on, I'm hungry. (laughs) So it's always kind of fun to watch. (laughs) Each spring, tree swallows and western bluebirds build nests in these boxes and eat insects on the farm. Their habit is to just fly and dart around pretty low because they're snagging insects on the fly. And then they swoop in and feed, boom, immediately. A handsome tree swallow with its white belly and iridescent blue back flies low over the crops, then turns toward a bird box. Here comes one right now. Yeah, here it comes. Without landing, the parent puts an insect in the baby's mouth. Insects like flea beetles, which love eating plants from the brassica family which is, you know, the broccoli, in particular bok choy, radish leaves, that sort of thing, you know. And uh, some of it's just cosmetic, but sometimes they can outright kill plants. Right around this time of year when the birds begin to leave? I notice that there's a lot more flea beetle damage. So the birds help with pest insects, and they're getting something back from the farm. These bird boxes are simple, but they're important. Pesticide use and habitat loss shrunk the bird population in North America by almost 3 billion since 1970. That's nearly a 30% drop. The whole ecosystem feels that loss, since birds pollinate plants and, like on this farm, control pest insects. Birds, like tree swallows and western bluebirds, would naturally build nests in tree cavities, but the plywood boxes all over the farm are a good substitute. They also work well for barn owls. In his barn, Tamora points out the one box where barn owls have nested the last eight years or so and help control his number one rodent problem. There are a lot of gophers. <laughs> I mean, we trap them, but we, there's no way you're going to get them all. On the ground, I see white droppings and... You see the big clumps of regurgitated gopher. 
owls eat their prey whole and cough up the fur and bone they can't digest. And there's only one reason why a farmer would put up with all of this garbage. Well, they eat a lot of gophers. A lot. Matt would know the numbers, but it's pretty astounding. The Matt he's referring to is Humboldt State Professor Matt Johnson. While Dennis Tamora spends his day farming and getting to know the birds around him, Johnson spends his day studying birds on farms. I meet him in American Canyon in Napa County. The Wapo are the indigenous people here, and they managed this place um, with a lot of traditional fire, keeping it an open grassland, huge oaks that the you know first European colonizers waxed poetic about. Um, but a lot of that habitat is gone and been replaced by vineyards. We're actually in a vineyard, walking towards an owl box that's about 15 feet off the ground. See all the scratches on the outside of the hole there? Clearly active. So yeah, we approach the box, quietly check it out, and then I'll just extend this uh, painter's pole. With a GoPro camera attached to the top, which connects to his phone. And then quietly slip the GoPro into the box and then get a view of what's inside the box on my phone. Male and female, I can see an egg underneath the female. I'm gonna get out of there. He's checking the boxes for nests and eggs. People have built birdhouses for centuries. And Johnson says farmers from Chile to South Africa put up barn owl boxes. That's because they've seen barn owls eat rodents on their farms. So they don't necessarily need a lot of scientific evidence uh, to show that this is working. They're seeing it on the ground. But there wasn't a lot of data supporting these observations. So Johnson began the Barn Owl Research Project in 2015. His team installed infrared cameras in owl boxes all over Napa Valley and tracked what owls hunted at night. And they put GPS trackers on owls to see where they hunted. Our estimate is that a family of barn owls removes 3,400 rodents from the landscape every year. So some of these farms, like this one, um, that has you know 20 occupied boxes, you're talking about 70,000 rodents removed every year. One-third of those were right from vineyards. A few weeks later, I meet Johnson and three grad students at another Napa vineyard. Highway 29's off in the distance, and we're surrounded by vineyards and fields of mustard. As the sky darkens, I can see constellations get brighter. The team is here to put ID bands on barn owls to study them for years to come. We walk down to a box wearing headlamps. First, they check the box, and I learn what baby owls sound like. So I'm hearing, my microphone is getting this like, this whooshing sound. Yeah. That's the babies. That's the babies? Yeah. yeah. There's like four babies right here. Yeah, the babies make the sound that sounds like white noise on TV. Static. <laughs> it's very staticky, yeah. Oh my God, that's so weird. <laughs> Next, they set a trap for an adult returning to feed its young. Can you direct me? <laughs> Yeah, can you feel that little peg? This? Yeah. It's supposed to rotate into a little... Uh, it's designed so that when an owl enters the box, a little door swings shut. Some little LED lights will come on. <laughs> so then we'll know, you know, we're standing a couple hundred yards away, but we'll know from here, oh, there's a bird in the, in the box. After a short wait... A, an adult owl flew in. We think it might be the female. She landed on the box. Oh, there she is. 
She's there. It is. She's inside. Let's go. She's feeding them. They stop the owl from escaping out of the side door. Oh, Matt. Working quickly, Johnson reaches in, grabs the adult owl's feet, and pulls it from the box. For just a moment, the owl is facing me, its white wings spread wide out from its heart-shaped face. They put a little hood over its head to calm it down. Yeah, you can see that she was hunting. She's got some prey blood on her talon there. So we're going to take here a USGS metal band and open it up with these pliers and then we'll put it around her foot. Laura Chavez holds the owl with confidence and tenderness. Mm, can you lift your head a little bit, buddy? Maybe. Yeah, perfect. And they spend about 20 minutes taking measurements and photos for their research before they put the owl back in the box. Johnson hopes his team's research can enhance a reciprocal relationship between farmers and wildlife. There's no question the landscape we're in, vineyard-heavy Napa County, has been transformed. Barn owls rely on big cavities to build nests, but with so many oak trees gone... When farmers put up these nesting boxes, it's amazing. There's an old conservation model where the idea is that, you know, we need to protect nature from people, you know, and just lock it away and keep people out. The flip side being that we should conserve nature exclusively for people. Neither of those is really quite right. I think we should think about conservation with people, you know, understanding that we are part of the ecosystem um, and we do things that negatively affect some species, but we can also do some things that help species survive and they in return can help us. Back at Blue Heron Farms outside Watsonville, farmer Dennis Tamora says, having the barn owls, tree swallows, and western bluebirds nest in boxes on his farm has done more than just offer pest control. They help him see his farm more deeply. Seeing what you're looking at, it's different than just looking and watching. It's like seeing, oh yeah, okay, now I can pick out those birds, all right. And you know, there's times when you think, why didn't I see that, you know? <laughs> for me, they just enhance the whole environment. And obviously they do some help for us. And you're providing a home for them. Yeah, I guess you say. <laughs> and that seems like a pretty fair trade. Here comes the parent right there. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. The story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. It originally aired on the California Report magazine on KQED. Our theme music is by Takanobu. We're funded in part by California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. You can learn more at calhum.org. This story was made in partnership with FERN, the Food and Environment Reporting Network, and it was produced while I was at a residency at the studios of Key West. To hear more stories, you can subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media and visit our website, 
californiafoodways.com. 